0: the City Hill podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message, and if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. So let's do this. We are in week six of our series one, and it is going to be off the chain today we've got two verses Mark chapter 1 verse 14 and 15 now John was arrested Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand repent and believe in the gospel The key thing I want to pick up on today is now after John was arrested. Now after John was arrested. There's the the insinuation that this is important, that we know this piece of information. There's the insinuation that what happens next is because of John being arrested, that somehow it's not just there to put in a time frame that people know when this happened. I don't think that's the most important thing. I think when we look at John in his ministry, one of the key verses, man, one of my favorite verses, John 3.30, he must increase, I must decrease. John said that in the context of talking about himself as a mate, the best mate, to the bridegroom, which is Jesus, and the church, which is the bride. And he says, hey, the best man is just happy to hear the vows and rejoices with the bridegroom. And he says, he must increase, I must decrease. And that is so key. What we're talking about here isn't like two different rabbis that have a difference of opinion. So this one has to go away that the other one can carry on doing some stuff. This is someone who is the Messiah coming on the scene, who John has declared to be the Messiah. But John actually has a moment, and even while he's in prison, shows you this. He has a moment where he's struggling to fade away. He's struggling to let go. He sends one of his disciples to say, are you the Messiah or do we go and look for another? Are you the Messiah or do we go look for another? Wow. What would happen if John isn't arrested? What happens if John doesn't move out of the way? What happens if John doesn't lose his head? There were people that were still choosing John, regardless of him pointing to Jesus and saying, no, 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 that guy, there, there, him. There's the Lamb of God. Behold hold on, I'm going to take both sins of the world. They're saying, no, 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 it's not me. One who's coming greater than I, I'm not gonna be worthy to untie, take off his sandals. I can't take off the sandal, it's not my place. Within their custom, there's a marriage phrase. I can't take off the sandal, I'm not worthy to marry, I, I couldn't do it, I'm not fit for it, it's his. I'm just, boom, stepping back. But people weren't allowing John to step back, so when John is removed from the scenario, then Jesus is able to go out into Galilee and he's proclaiming the gospel and his ministry is kicking off. What this says to me is there are some areas of our lives where things have to come to an end for new things to flourish. I used to sit under an amazing deliverance minister, a guy called John Edwards. And the way he would talk about evil spirits, demons, incredible. Never heard anyone like him. There are other guys in that field that I've heard from, listened to, sat under. They're not that unique. He he was a really unique guy and I remember one thing, he would always talk about this this passage where someone is being delivered and a a scenario about the strong man and you have to bind the strong man. He talked about a house and you have to clear the house but then he also said you now need to fill the house because if you clear the house and you know fill the house something new, that guy's going to be back and he's going to be back with bare heads. And you're going to get moved to, and things are going to be worse than ever before. And so John would talk about deliverances in like, hey, getting set free is one thing. And in a sense, he would even say, it's it's not the easy thing, but it is the easy thing. The hard thing is after. It's filling it. Because now you've got to fill that space so that uh, that won't be back times 10, times 20, times 30, times 100. It won't get worse. Man. Some things have to be arrested, some things have to be taken captive, some things have to be moved out of the way, some things have to be moved on that we can flourish in all that God has for us. I want every single one of us at City Hill to be Christians that flourish. I want us to be people that are touched by the Spirit of God. I want us to be people that empty the house. I want us to be people that bind the strong man. I want us to be people that are spiritually free from the evil forces of the evil one. I want us to be free from demons. I want all of that stuff but a key element of it is not just getting free but replacing it with something new something greater, something more worthwhile, more meaningful people were led by Joram he was a huge disruptive force he'd broken the power of the different sects within Judaism that had a monopoly over the people and they were travelling out to hear him but now it was time for him to be disrupted and him to pass the baton to Jesus, for him to take it the full nine yards, to lead people to salvation. And today we still want to point people to Jesus and not to ourselves because it's all about Jesus. He must increase, I must decrease. But there are a few questions that, that this raises. There are things that take over our lives that have to go. There are things that have to be taken captive. There are things that have to be left behind. But those things have to be, like I said, replaced. Some of the obvious ones are lust, greed, unforgiveness, pride, gluttony. A relationship. Man, relationships. We can make an individual with the Messiah in our lives because we can place them over God real quick. Where they, they have the say. They have the monopoly. And those things are dangerous. They're, they're dangerous scenarios. And I, I don't come around micromanaging people. I don't come around pastorally taking, telling people this and that. You need to change this. You need to do that. I don't do that. It's not who I, who I am. But God does. And today is a Sunday when each one of us individually has to ask God to search us and to highlight what it is we need to leave behind. What needs to go to jail? And what needs to get replaced? And what needs to refill it? Because you see what happens if we look at lust... What can happen is you can take captive a situation, a scenario that gives you a problem, but then you don't then replace it with the positive alternative that that, that protects you and keeps you safe that you are now going to continue to live on in. And what happens is not only does it come back, but it comes back worse than ever before. Or if we were going to talk about, say, greed, it's really simple. Jesus said to a couple of guys, like, hey, sell all you have, give to the poor, come follow me. And we're like, whoa, that's crazy. That's a one-off moment of giving stuff away and following him. It's a one-off moment. But you see, when you followed him, how you would then use money from then on would have to be different because you're following Jesus now. Do you see? And so what happens is, if you have an issue with greed and all of a sudden, like say one month, you give some money to church, you're you're emptying the house, but you're not filling it with a new way of living. A new way of living that is God-centric with your giving. Or... You and I, we always feed ourselves every day. We don't think to feed someone else. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's not just a case of stopping doing one thing it's replacing something else. If we looked at gluttony, we could talk about it this way since I mentioned food. I've had so many friends that have lost weight and got to their goal and they've themselves up. It all comes back. Do you know why? Because they've emptied it out but they haven't filled the house with a whole new way of living. They've done it for this target. But actually, John's here. He ceases and Jesus is going to move on and he's just going to flourish and flourish and flourish and people are going to receive eternal life. And you and I need to get a hold of this principle that for you and I to flourish, to experience all that God has for us in the God dream and the God plan and the vocation and the calling and the will of God in our lives, there are things that not only have to cease, but we have to replace. What is it today? There won't be a single one of us who doesn't need to leave something behind. There won't be a single one of us who doesn't need to not only leave something behind but replace it in a new way. Like, man, if we're always smashed and wasted, dead that, dead that, dead that and start a new way of life where, whoa, you know, a little bit tipsy, boom, put that down. Not involved. All your boys getting high, whoa, not involved, pass, man. I'm out. I'm not involved. I'm not reaching. You know that that situation leads to a compromising scenario with a person? No. You, you, you continually place yourself, allowing people to slide in the DM and dictate the pace of your life? No. And then you need to not just say no, you need to replace that way of life with a new way of thinking. Or you're always gonna be here in the same scenario again and again and again. You have gotta create space, as I said a few series back, you have gotta create space in the place for the face of God. And that is going to be the difference maker. It's really important. I want us to take a moment. I'm going to pray for us in a few minutes time. But I really want you to take a moment, whether it's now or on your journey home or tonight before you go to bed. But you take a moment and you go, God, I am going to pray for it here and now. But you need to do this as well in your own time, like a meaningful moment. What is it in my life you need to remove and what needs to go? But God, what? how do I fill it? How do I replace it? Maybe you need to have a conversation with someone. Maybe you need to email a Christian you're close to, you trust, and go, hey, maybe you need to have face-to-face. Maybe you need to phone someone. Say, hey, I need to remove this stuff from my life, but I need to replace with something good and better. How do I do that? How am I going to do that? And will you walk with me to make sure this change is significant, lasting, and happens? Jesus comes to Galilee, proclaiming the gospel the void, created by John's absence, is now being filled with Jesus, and it's being filled with the good news. We have some good news this morning that our sins are forgiven, that through Jesus, by the power of his Holy Spirit coming and living within, he can transform us from the inside out, replacing those ways with new ways. But we need to invite and allow the Spirit of God to have that freedom, have that authority and to submit to his authority to see that change. Believing is a key thing. So it talks about he proclaimed the gospel and they repented and believed. If you repent, you turn away, you leave that stuff behind you, but now if you're believing, you're gonna do something, because believe is a verb, it's a doing word. You're now gonna do the difference, and the difference that you do is gonna build a whole new life for you. It's gonna build a whole new world. Now, John was arrested. The time is fulfilled. Jesus said, it's within reach, it's at hand. It is, and the way we grab a hold of it is that repenting, and then it's that believing doing living life to a new rhythm a new set of actions and behaviors replacing the old and the spirit of God continue making all things new I'm going to pray for us father God I thank you so much that we see John moving back and moving away and we see you then stepping forward enabled and positioned that we might receive forgiveness of our sins That we can be set free from the oppression of the evil one. From all demonic forces and all powers and all strongholds. Father, you know each one of us is watching today and engaging. You know what we need to be set free of. I could pray now in the name of Jesus, you would break the strongholds over us in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, that as we repent of our sins, you would set us free. That we would experience release. That those evil spirits would leave, those evil attitudes that linger within us and those evil behaviors that have been built up by actions and beliefs over a sustained period of time, we would be released from those. And we pray, Father, that you would propel us by the power of your spirit to create new behaviors, new actions, that would, over a period of time would become our behaviors and our values and will be instilled, that the house would be filled with something new and something better, something more valuable. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name, amen. We really hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website cityhill.london.